Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by Vance to the right of me, sitting in front of Ranger. We have Todd Young on the phone, and this podcast brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products, fattyzmuskie.com. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and YouTube. Actually, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop real quick right there. I actually got to do a couple tweets this past couple weeks i think i forgot to bring it up oh, really? a, a guy was tweeting with me i'm not really sure what i was doing but i was doing something was it about fishing it was fishing related no way yeah it was podcast related too no way so i'm slightly active when i when i'm engaged directly did you gain some followers i have no idea i don't understand twitter <laughs> i have no idea it's a mess it it really is when you don't know it and you're just like wandering around, yeah, I just pretty much just look at all that stuff. But I've said that before. But anyways, um, you're like a parent on Facebook to Twitter. Yeah, I'm just I'm a helicopter Twitterer. Yeah, I, I'm just hovering over everybody. I, I look at your Twitter and I'm just like, oh my god, you're completely what did disappointed. You just do there? It's a train wreck. Ugh, terrible. I don't think you do, do you? No. Oh, okay. I, I think I, <laughs> I I think I follow us. You think so? <laughs> I, I, think I, I might be one of the three followers. I'm not sure. Hey, 33%. Anyways, um, we're also brought to you by Boss Shad. Uh, I've been seeing it posted. Paul's been saying the new store is up and going. It is, yeah. So check it out. I think it's now BossShad.com. It is BossShad.com. He, he did a complete renovation of that website it's pretty uh user friendly especially uh when you go to order one um check it out he's got the prices the colors everything up there it's uh an efficient way to buy a bait check it out yeah he he was saying i mean it's that is the one nice thing i think we hit on it with all these outlets and stuff how many different message box that i check and now it you know eventually i'm gonna get the time to do that to the fat az mm -hmm. get everything all down there and i'd be like just go to here and then let it all streamline but um yeah definitely check out the new sites boshad.com you can also check out mark's bait tackle and ammo ravenna ohio they also have an online store they also have a facebook page and they also have the world's largest boshad inventory so be sure to check them out and was there anything else? We, well, we were we don't really have any news. We were going to run some yesterday, but we decided against taking the boat out. But we did, yeah. We were a little bit busy. We were, but we're excited to use the and the we different were, size boss shads that we picked up at the shows. Tons of them. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's almost trolling time. It's almost boat time. It's almost fishing time. So if you're looking for some baits, please check out Boss Shad. Let them know that you've heard it on the podcast. So big thank you to Boss Shad and Todd. Talk about some Muddy Creek. Yeah, we have Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Check out our website, new, newly renovated. We got some lots of nice pictures. Get a lot of people hitting on that thing. And uh, give us a call. We'll be fishing. Vance will be doing some guiding also for me this year, and we'll be fishing Memorial Day weekend through probably second week of November, depending on how the falls pans out there but uh you give us a call we'll do our best to get you on some fish and that's uh, for chautauqua you, you you're gonna do some early trips. Like, yep actually i had a couple calls i booked two or three days here this week uh for some early season stuff here in pennsylvania right now it looks like we're gonna be fishing pima tuning quite a bit and uh a few trips to conneaut lake so uh we'll, we'll be ready to go there i'm gonna get you know my boat's going in getting ready to be some get the service done, get ready for the season. We'll get started here towards the end of August. Or, yeah. August. August. August I mean, April. As I say, you'll be sleeping. <laughs> it starts with an A. <laughs> it starts those, with an A. Yeah, April. Yeah. End of April, we'll be getting started. Vance and I sent our entry fee in today. We're going to the PMTT, so I'll be out for that one week there at the end. I, I Actually, I'll be fishing like a couple – I'll be fishing a couple days right before – I'll be fishing three days right before we leave. <laughs> But uh, who is whose boat? Mine. We we're gonna try to take Vance's. It's they so, put all those it, new yeah. snags in there, and you know, we laid out a lot of stuff in those couple of days. We got the pre-fish, and I mean, they were major snags. We were losing lures and trolling into yeah, dropped and, buckets of timber and just crazy yeah. stuff down there. 
my my boat hasn't you know the the last time I had my boat down there where those snags were it was forty feet of water, so we weren't snagging on that stuff. Uh, yeah, it's just going to be nicer to take Vance. It's going to be t- nice to take Vance because we did lay out a lot of stuff there. So, I rather than redo all that, I, I want like, to just say killer. I, I want to yeah I just want to like throw myself under the bus here. <laughs> it's like on the tee. It's perfect. I open fairway. Somebody what, what, say something about the boat. What, 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 I'm not going to say anything <laughs> except for when Todd was talking. I slowly looked out of the corner of my eyes and I saw Vance, <laughs> and he 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 acknowledged that I looked at him direct. Well, as direct <laughs> as my eyes shifting, and this little smirk came on his face, and no words needed to be said. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay, it just. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. We'll see. The boat's running good because it's not running. It's in the garage. Whose garage is it in? It's in the pole barn. It's it's right next to the Ranger. Yeah. Right next to the murdered out golf cart we did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were like a pit crew. I know this is the plug section, but we need to talk about this. Vance's golf cart was red. It's all jacked up. Big <laughs> aluminum rims and these big knobby <laughs> tires. And he's like... He dropped the bomb on me, I don't know, probably about a month ago. He's like, your painting is black. Like, there was no <laughs> option with it. Painting it black, yeah. So that's what, like, we did. We worked a little bit on the pole barn, got some stuff. So we had some square footage. And then I'm like, let's do this. So we each had, like, a cordless drill, and we were just stripping this thing down, mm-hmm. like, chop shop style. Yeah. And... <laughs> We're like, well, what do you want to do now? We're like, well, let's just paint it. Yeah. So we <laughs> masked it off as best we could. It came out really good. It's yeah, it looks, it's it's dry now, yeah. so we got to put it back together. But that's part of the camping life. Like I said, yeah, I had to get a, I had to get one of those things. I was getting made fun of at this campground I'm at up at Chautauqua because I didn't have one. Oh, I thought it was because you were riding a tricycle, <laughs> a big wheel around. <laughs> it was just walking around everywhere. You know, everybody was. You know, I could see him, like, leaning in, you know, giving a head nod, like, look at that idiot over there. Yeah, but, so, you went from, like, being made fun of to having, like, the monster truck yeah. of the campground. Yeah. He's just going to run right up and down, right up and down his other ones. I'm going to turn some heads of the retired community. <laughs> you, you better you better keep them rims polished. So <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, you'll get turned in and be like, that kid's got that souped up golf cart it's so funny because like my my wife and kids will ride it around the yard a little bit and my my daughter's like i love this it's so quiet you can sneak up on somebody so it's it you you look at it and you 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 think like a four-wheeler with big jacked up you know big tires and all this like oh that thing's gonna be loud and you just hear yeah you you hit that gas you you hear the tires rumbling in the yard more than you hear it coming (laughs) I'll just scream when I drive it. Just make the dirt bike sounds with your mouth. Yeah, I will. Excellent. Well, we went off topic. This podcast also brought to you by Wiley Lures. That's right. Dale Wiley, he is... I'll just kind of go... I did not know who Dale Wiley was. I always thought he was some mystical guy living in the woods somewhere, and he kind of is, but... It, it was, I don't know, what do you think, Todd? Five years ago, six years ago, I finally got to meet Dale. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, I'd say we've become good friends. I'm, yeah. I have his phone number, and yeah. no one asked me for it because I'm not going to give it out. That's a, a, a great pathway to getting baits. It, well, having a direct phone number yeah. obviously yeah. would be. That, that's a huge bonus. Mm-hmm. And uh, But, yeah, that's something, you know, Dale... You've heard it all through the podcast. Todd Todd and Vance put a boatload of fish in every year using Wiley's. And, the, you know, you can find them at Jackson Lure. You can find them on Musky Thrills. If the store's still open, I have not checked recently. And every once in a while, I mean, Musky Flea Market and eBay and stuff, if you need to get some, you're not going to be most – chances are you're not going to find the color and the thing that you want. And if you do – be prepared because someone else probably wants it too. Mm-hmm. And then the bidding wars start. Isn't Dale's lures like uh, listed on that um, Muskie's Inc. thing? Can't you put the lure in that you catch the fish on? Is, isn't his lure up there? 
in the rankings. Yeah, it's. I think it's number three on the list mm. all time. All time Muskies Inc. Yeah, and then there's also like unknown crankbait or something, or not specified crankbait, which. Very... No, it's like it's something like buck. I don't quote me here, but it, I believe this is what it is. It's like bucktail. Suic. Suic, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. Bucktail Suic unknown, or just uh, unspecified. And then, it, then Wiley first crankbait on the. It's within the top ten, most likely top five. Yeah, yeah, it is top five. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. All time, yeah, that's that is. When you're looking at a collection of, it's, they're probably at three hundred eighty thousand or three hundred eighty thousand fish, something like that. Yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood. It's crazy to think of it. Check them Some, out. They're war her, horses. Or buddy Dale living in Elwood City, Pennsylvania, making. Homemade crankbaits, and it's that high on that list. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Nice. And St. Croix rods, best on earth. If you're, we, we, me and Vance were using some St. Croix rods here the other day. We were. And I, I think they serve the purpose. Uh, we'll have a little story here shortly, either this podcast or the next, something like that. And, uh, but yeah, if you're out looking for a rod, please check out St. Croix. They make just about everything that you can imagine. And uh, thank you, St. Croix. I also do want to plug a couple other things. I am not quite done yet, but Team Rhino Outdoors, he's going to be getting a boatload, a lot of Raptors here soon, So, in, in his exclusive colors. So be on the lookout for that on his Facebook page. I'm sure he'll probably post that up soon. I still got a, like three coats of clear to do and assembly and blah, blah, blah. But uh, he, I think someone said he only has a couple Raptors left in the whole store. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's that, GT Rod and Reel. He's also another vendor. I'm not sure if he has his up on the, on the uh, his website yet, but that kind of is going to lead us into the power rankings a little bit. It is, yeah. Uh, we'll do we'll do the we'll get right into the power rankings here. Uh, been doing this since the turn of the year. Uh, if you guys want to get involved, send in your submissions. We've been getting a lot of submissions. Uh, we'll we'll try to fit you you know everybody in. Uh, but you know they stack up. But we we haven't forgot about you guys. We'll get you involved. Uh, like I said, if you want to get involved, send them in Facebook Messenger, comment on the Facebook page, email us, Instagram message us, whatever. Uh, we'll get right into it. Uh, coming in at four in this week's podcast power ranking is mine. And I'm going to do uh, the freshly washed and waxed boat for the season since we're getting getting ready to start fishing. Now, does that include the interior? Yeah. Okay. The a interior. clean boat. A clean, a, a, the clean boat. You, you know, washing it. You get, you, you get a nice coat of wax on there, and usually I do it. Once before the season, and then when I put it away, uh, it's just really tough to keep up on it throughout the season. And in the lake that we fish, how nasty it gets, all stainy and whatnot. There's a scum line and a water line and all that stuff. But freshly washed and waxed boat. It looks brand new. I wish I could keep it like that all the time. But yeah, the I was complaining this this weekend when we were shoehorning Vance's yacht into my pole barn. <laughs> how filthy mine was and how little I use it and how I'm like, well, I could wash it once. It's going to be really dirty by the end of the year, just from dust and all the other crap falling. A lot of, a lot of shelves though, collect dust. You know that? Oh yeah. They, they, they tend to do that. Any flat surface. Yeah. And that's, that's essentially what your boat is right now. Is Storage a, in it. Is a, is a hey, shelf. I, I took a lot of the junk out of it. Okay. Well, I think there was like a lawnmower in there. no, was it? <laughs> there was not a lawnmower in my boat. <laughs> there was OSB and two by fours. No, there wasn't that either. A stereo system. No, there there was so much stuff in there. You know, there was a ton of stuff in there. There was a, there was an awful lot of stuff. Here's the, the funny the thing: the poor ranger doesn't get used. I had the boat cover balled up in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> You had a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, but do, do you understand what I'm saying just now? Is rather than covering the boat to keep it halfway clean, yeah, I just had the cover balled up in this giant ball, and it's laying in the floor. 
you could have covered that thing up, and it, it, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't have had to worry about it. But then it's not a functioning table. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but I have a whole bunch of baits that were yeah, this, most of them are still laying out. But I actually, in anticip- anticipating taking it out, I, I kind of halfway cleaned it up. I put the casting baits away, and then we're like, we're changing plans. So then I had to pull my little on-the-go bag out and put the baits back in it. Yeah. And uh, Poor Ranger. Hey. You've neglected that thing. You haven't even had it plugged in. I had, I, I'm, I'm a weird about that. But, yeah, I finally plugged it in, the batteries. And the the funny thing was, is like I plugged it in. It's a three bank, and like there was only one battery that actually needed charged. Yeah. And I told Vance that, and then I realized that's probably a sore subject with Vance with yeah charged batteries after sitting for five months without charge. Yeah. Is mine plugged in right now? We should plug that in. You never know. I I don't know why you'd ever unplug it. I unplugged mine because I had to move. Yeah. And then I didn't even have electricity in the walls. And it's just about a month or so ago I finally got the electric there. I never plugged it in. Yeah. Well, four, the freshly washed and waxed boat, getting ready for the season. I'm excited. Hey, r- real, nice. r- real quick on that one, Todd. How how do you get the slime out of your boat in the off season? Because you have carpet. Yeah, I, I, I hope for really good rain towards the end of the season there. <laughs> And uh, let it roll on out. But it, it always seems like one of the last fish we catch is one of those late November fish, and they just dump all over the boat. Mm-hmm. And and that stuff, you know, it's hard to get off the carpet. Yeah, uh, there's stuff in there now from Brian Julian's boat, you know, or yeah, Brian Julian's fish. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that that nice forty nine we got right at the end of the season, the one of the last days I fished. That thing was made a mess, and eh. I just, I just, I just sort of let that. The carpet, I just sweep it out. The outside, go over it, and it's uh, the carpet's a pain, to be honest, when you're fishing all the time. To me, yeah. Have you ever replaced yours? I've never replaced the carpet. No, that's in pretty good condition for 17 years, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I I cleaned it a lot, you know. I, I love having a clean boat, but I know what's going to happen the next day. I mean, I sweep that thing almost every night during the week because there's so much crap gets in it. Fishing on Chautauqua there. And, uh, you know, when I'm going out with the guys, you know, the next day you got a new group of guys coming. And I, 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 I just, I hate them getting into a boat that's like a mess, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Vance knows almost every, almost every night I'm in there sweeping some of the weeds out. Or mm-hmm. uh, The outside is what it is, you know. It always looks nice from a distance. That's what you got to remember. You got to keep see some. Of, you, 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 you see some of these guys' boats out on the water. They look brand new, and you see them at the dock. You're like, oh my gosh, that thing is scratched the heck and beat up, hit, hitting docks. And but it doesn't look like that from trolling past somebody or drifting by somebody. So you got to keep that crap and poop on there from the big fish, though. I'm... Yeah, it just stays there. I don't. I don't get rid of that. It just sort of yeah. takes itself in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll go away in a big rain, but yeah. All right, com- coming in at three, Andy, take it away. Okay. Um, so it's been a long winter or whatever, and you're itching to get out. And at least, luckily enough for us, there's no closed season. So the first cast f- for myself is almost always going to be for musky. So. All of this building up, we finally get a nice good day. I finally get a chance to break out, and I go out, and it's like the first cast gets thrown, and it hits the water, Chris Splash, and you know it's time to yeah. go fishing. Yeah. It's it's not that big of a deal around here anymore because, like you said, it's year-round, but most places have an opening day. You know, we did up till eight, six, eight years ago. Maybe it's been 10 now. I don't know. It doesn't seem like that long ago, but, you know, we had opening day. We had season closed sometime in the beginning of March. And then, you know, it opened up always the first Saturday in May. And yeah, something we always look forward to, you know, where we're going to go on that first trip usually would go opening day. Not that it was always a great time to go or anything. It was just get the season rolling. Uh, a lot of States still have that. So it's, it, 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 the first cast is a lot more exciting for a lot of people. You see the countdowns 
you know, going on. You know, everyone's counting down these people that have opening day seasons, you know, which is most of the musky world, really. Yeah. And then the explosion of fish photos, like that from that weekend put up on Pick Your Outlet. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's true. That's that's always an exciting week. That generally up here they they open up around the same time. Like PA and Ohio and Kentucky, they're open all year round, and I think West Virginia too. Huh? I think so. Yeah, um, but you know, you start getting into New York and then Canada, and you know, the Lake St. Clair. It seems to be more then, like a northern thing. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get to see the big ones from the. From Canada, opening week. you know, yeah, Canada where, where we fish is the first Saturday in June. Other places, it's the third, second, third Saturday in June up in Canada. I know, I think Wisconsin is, you know, I think it's different there too, in different parts of the state. I'm not for sure on that, but I know they have an opening day. You know, Minnesota does. You know, all these places do. So, if they didn't put that op- if they didn't push the opening day up in New York, you know, to uh, Memorial Day weekend, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the nice thing about that third week in June was, you know, you you, you could fish for other things, mm-hmm. you know. Like, we could go out with walleye and just be like, eh, well, can't fish for muskies right now, so, you it, know, it, screw it. It's a great excuse because it's out of your control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now it's like, you know, you, 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 don't, you don't fish for much. I mean, in, in Todd's case and my case and whatnot, you... you yeah, Throw me in that I, same boat. I, yeah. I, I used to always do some. I, I always used to do some walleye fishing around home here in May. Yeah, because muskies weren't in, you know. So that was a good time. I would get some walleyes, get some fish in the freezer. I don't do that anymore because we just we go straight into it. Just continue musky fishing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Six months of muskies, and which is not anything to complain about. But that first cast. And the, and the, you know, yeah. getting ready for that opening season is very exciting. Very, very exciting. And um, coming in at two uh, was a submission from Dan Scriver. I butchered that. I'm so sorry. Or Scriver. It's, it sounds, it, it, on paper, it looks very easy, but there's so many ways to enunciate it. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Dan, for I'm but- sorry if we butchered it. Mm. We did. And, very sorry about that, but uh, great submission coming in it too. Is g- I, I I got an email from Dan and he he wrote out uh, what happened and then he put in this uh, his submission. But uh, I'll I'll paraphrase it. He went in at the Minnesota Expo. He saw a GT rod and reel his booth. He was looking for a soft tail raptor. He actually grabbed the last one and pretty exciting stuff when you're the guy to get the last one of something that you're after so his submission was getting the last raptor we're going to expand that just a little bit saying getting the last of anything yeah any of the baits that you're that you're sought after exactly baits rods reels what have you i know that when i'm on ebay and i i do a lot of buy it now stuff on ebay and i see you know it says more than 10 available two available when i see one it's like last one yeah. You get a little antsy. You're like, I got to get it before the next guy. And it, it, it kind of does change it. But, you know, hitting that, you're like, I want this. Then you actually go there and it's it's there. But There's one left, yeah. There's not yeah. another one after that one. It, 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 it can even be a, uh, you know, a bait or maybe it's a specific, even just a color of a bait. You know, you show up and you're looking for this certain boss shad or this certain wily lure or this certain az lure and it's like man i really want that walleye and you look and there it is there's one walleye colored one hanging there and you get to grab it you know or let's take it one step further on this if you really want let's just go with todd's example that walleye and there's a couple pegs of the baits that you're looking you're like it's not here it's not here it's not here and finally the last peg all the way in the back yeah someone <laughs> yeah. else had put that there saying i'm gonna come for you tomorrow when i got more money mm-hmm. and well, you come it, and snipe yeah. it from them <laughs> yeah getting the last bait we've one. seen it you get to see it at all those shows and whatnot shows especially you know because it's the closest thing to like a brick and mortar musky paradise 
uh, yeah. of, of stuff. I want to think it's almost the only thing like that. It really is, yeah. I mean, I guess you know. You, I mean, you got you Raleigh, and, go Helen's and, Raleigh and, and Helen and, and Thorn Brothers, but you're not—they're not, not going to carry the selection, right? So it happens. We, we, we had we had another what uh, a lore maker guy come before the show started, and I remember him pointing. He said, "You got a whole bunch of those, don't you?" And I was like, "Well, there's a four on the peg, you know." He said, "Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to need one of those." A couple hours into the show, he walked by, and there was like. Two or, two or three there and then all of a sudden it was gone i saw them sitting behind the thing he's like you you, you got to put these away though i'm, I'm not going to get that thing <laughs> yeah it was a particular color you know mm-hmm. so he stuffed it behind he said i'll be back i'm busy at the booth but i'll be back at the end of the day I'm, I, I'll, I'll square up with you i bet i want to get that yeah i think That's it was cool good was, stuff this specific case it was a blood sucker that color is coming back around. We've had many people asking for that color. It, I thought it was extinct. Yeah. When I painted it, I thought everyone was going to want it. And it kind of trickled out. And then it finally, I'm like, well, it's, that's done. Mm-hmm. And now I've had a couple people asking for it. What's next? Pink tiger. Pink perch. I got pink. It don't matter to me. Yeah. Great submission. Thank you, Dan. And uh, coming in at one, I really like this one. Todd, take it away. Yeah, you're out there fishing. As the day goes on, you know, there's a storm coming, you know, that rainstorm, thunderstorm's coming. You stick it out, you know, hopefully pop a couple fish right before that storm comes. And you say, okay, it's go time. We got to get going now. And you just, you get in. Now, me, in my case, the perfect scenario for me is to get the boat on the trailer, put the last snap on the cover, the lightning bolt hits, and I'm sitting in the truck. I did it just in time. That's that's the perfect scenario for me. For Vance, yeah. mm. his is outrun the storm, <laughs> and just when you get up to the dock to go get your truck, the lightning starts. I've, I've <laughs> and had the wind. Some, yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> I've had some uh, some bad experiences. Todd, you you seem to hit it perfectly, but I mean, you that's years of experience on the water. And it's made I, it real much easier too with these phones, but. Uh, uh, yeah. Know, yeah, yeah, you just know. Yeah, yeah, I've <laughs> I've gotten caught many a times out there. I mean, just yeah. coming in drenched, scary stuff, <laughs> or see or waiting too long. I'm like, oh, that's that's gonna pass. That cloud is that giant state size cloud is going to pass this lake up, and then I'll be like, you know what? I better drive in, and I drive right into it. It's just a wall <laughs> of of hell. <laughs> and I just get destroyed. <laughs> it's a tiller you can't see. Yeah, I mean, there's our, a... our, our our lake's big enough that there's times now with this, you know, now that you can just pull the radar up and look right in the phone or in the phone. You know, the lake's 17 miles long. There's times when you you can look and say, okay, we got to leave the north end. We're gonna head to the other end, and you can go down there and you can see, you know, and you you can watch it pass right by the northern end, you know. Yeah, you you can. Uh, it's not a giant lake like you know the place that's scary to me when you're in those big bodies of water. Like obviously we don't musky fish Erie much, but it likes like it's St. Clair. You know I've got caught out there before. I got caught out there to the point where you know that is never going to happen to me again. And uh, now it's like you know you see a dark cloud or I see a lightning bolt. And it's like, okay, let's reel them up. But, you know, when you're on those big bodies of water, sometimes you can look at your friends like, okay, that is 40 miles from here, <laughs> you know, and it's heading north. It's not going to hit here, but it's still, it's still, it still takes guts to stay out to me, you know, when, when that's happening. Cause at any time that wind could shift. And, but, uh, guts, I've been a lot, I, of, a lot of fun. I would say mine's more stupidity, um, <laughs> but, I mean, I stayed afloat. That, 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 the, you know, that classic time. I, I mean, we might have talked about it on the podcast before, but me and my yeah. father were out, and uh, we'd caught some fish, and uh, we were trolling this area, and we released this like gorgeous barred up forty seven, um, just bars from the you know the gill plate all the way back to the tail, and released the fish, and all the boats we're pretty much gone yeah behind me that we're we're fishing uh this part of the lake and i pulled my phone out i saw the radar i was like yeah we're um 
this is going to get bad, you know. And I, I started up. It, it, I was just, I was, I was too late. Todd, you were probably about ten minutes ahead of me. Yeah. And you, you had done exactly what you said. You, boat was on, snapped. You were in having, <laughs> having like a, you know, lunch <laughs> with everybody. Uh, and I come in and uh, get the boat on the trailer, and now, it is pouring. When you came in. Did you uh, obey the no wake? That's that's okay. Yeah. So I was fishing south, and uh, you come up to this bridge on Chautauqua, which basically is, uh, you know, dead nuts in the middle of this lake, um, and there's a no wake zone uh, from the bridge, basically uh, right to pass uh, Bemis Point. It's probably almost. It's probably not quite a half mile. It's more than a quarter mile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. I slowed up at the bridge and it, it was it was starting to come come down. You know, you could see you could start to see how big the rain pellets were. Um and I, I back off the motor and then I gained some speed and I'm just like, This is bad, what should I do? Life or death <laughs> and blah, 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 ticket. You know, maybe people looking at me saying, What the hell is that kid doing? Uh and then I just I just floored it. And I went through that no wake zone, um, and I was just getting crushed. It hurt, you know, pop, 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 all over your face and stuff, and you could barely see. Um, Great argument for being on plane. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, we we uh, we got we got that boat on the trailer, and I'm putting the cover on it. I have no idea why at this point. I'm drenched. I probably should have just said, "Screw it." We'll you know, pull the plug and it'll be it. But that cover, big gust of wind, boom, ripped that cover, all the buttons off, uh, encompassed my father. I thought I <laughs> lost him. I thought he was on his way to Canada. Uh, it was just crazy. And Todd came out uh, with uh, his clients and there was about four of us snapping this thing down. It, it was like a, a scene from twister and like <laughs> you know like the perfect storm where people were like tuning and stuff funny, like that yeah. and they're on the back of the boat and were, were you screaming instructions in this wind i re i specifically remember like todd like uh you know aggressively tying the the uh the, the boat cover down to like the motor you know the, to tighten it uh and just drenched you know it was cra it was crazy I, I wish my stories were as riveting, but I, I, I got three that I can hit on. The one time me and me and my buddy Tim, we were fishing LaBeouf, and we're like, it's going to rain. So it's a whole – the whole lake's no wake, but it's also 70 acres, so it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> we see the storm rolling in, and we get the boat on the trailer, like, just in time. We didn't strap it down or nothing. We jump in the truck, and it's one of them 10-minute rainstorms, and then it's blue skies again. I remember we're like – Okay, let's just pull the plug on the boat because we we op opted not. I didn't have a cover for this boat. Who am I kidding? Yeah. <laughs> um, it was my fourteen footer. It seemed like minutes that the boat was draining, really? like a solid. Like when you pull the plug on a boat, yeah, and and it's just a solid, mm -hmm. uninterrupted, no air bubbles, nothing. Got some arch on it. Yes. Yeah. I'm shocked that there wasn't water floor level in that boat yeah. for how long it took to drain this thing <laughs> then other times with tim and i we were fishing some of my rivers and we will push it to the very last minute we're like how far do you think that is i don't know we see flash of lightning i'll, I'll combine these two these these two into one the one time we're like let's just make sure we're over here when the rain does hit us we're gonna go underneath this bridge and, and sit there, chill, yeah. and we drop anchor or whatever, mm. and just sit there, wait for the rain to go, and then when it's done, we just pull out like nothing happened. The other time, there was a, an undercut in the bank, and we were literally like raccoons. We just went under this <laughs> undercut, and there are trees above us, oh my God. and we're just sitting there like, okay, this is cool. Yeah, watching and the storm. Watching the storm from essentially underground. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, and they, they come so quick. You know, and it usually is the case that, that it'll it'll pass fast. But, I mean, sometimes it's not good to risk it. Yeah, it, it would be really bad if you're – it would be bad. But, like, the, the biggest rain that I can remember was in 2005 when Katrina got got done down at the Gulf. 
it rained for like five days up here straight, mm-hmm. and it covered half the U.S. I just remember seeing the radar. I'm like, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Yeah, everything is getting rained on, mm-hmm. and but yeah, most of the time those summer storms they're here and gone in ten minutes, yeah. half hour max. Mm-hmm. That's when the tiller life is not very fun, you know. And being, <laughs> I mean, I just get destroyed on that thing when that's happening. And you back it down to 20 miles an hour and you're trying to get through this lightning storm. You have to get through it because, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You know, so you're, you're up there 30, 40 miles an hour, something like that. I mean, it hurts like heck. And I'm just like, what, what am I doing this for? I have, what am I going to run into right now? I have no protection, nothing to dive into. My, my glasses are just not working, you know, they're it, inhibiting vision because there's water all over them. It's just crazy. I believe that was a life you chose. It was. It really was. So quit belly it still, aching. It still is. I love my boat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the uh, the power rankings for the week. Coming in at four, the freshly washed and waxed boat. Three, Andy's, the first cast of the season. Two, Dan's, uh, the last raptor on the shelf or bait on the shelf. Um, and one, Getting in before that storm hits. Todd, very good at it. Me, not so much. I'll work on it. I have plans <laughs> in place. I just hide under things. Yeah. And yeah. I stay dry. <laughs> so, okay. So that's going to get us into what we've got a lot of response on. And that was some things that Todd said. <laughs> and the first one is going to... We'll, we'll do the... The musky missing. We'll address this, and uh, just just the amount of feedback I'm going to say we've gotten from the whole thing of Todd saying muskies don't miss. So I'm going to let Todd retell his position. Well, yeah. Well, you know, we were talking about the blow up at the time, which also that a lot of people. I've commented on that, and I knew it would. You know, we're having fun with this. This is this is all fun stuff. To be honest, the word blow up really doesn't bother me that much, but it's fun to talk about. I mean, but, I, I know what they're talking about, the blow up when you're doing top water, and I don't fish top water that much, you know. To, uh, to, to be all fair on this, Todd, mm-hmm. I, just so people aren't there thinking, oh, they just made that up. I've known Todd has said that to me in the past, probably five years ago. This is not something that we just made up on the spot. This is yeah. like legit. What? Yeah. Something with thought. Okay, go ahead. I didn't yeah. know. And, it, and 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 that's the same with the missing. You know, I have. Uh, it, you know, I see it with guys that that that, that must. Be, I'll be fishing with them, and I'll look, and you know, the fish will come up, and it'll do something. It'll take a swipe at the bait, and uh, they'll say, "Oh, he missed it. Doggone it, he missed it." And when when I see that, I do not see a miss at all. I see a fish playing games. Here's how I here, here's why I think this way. We troll, I mean, a fast troll is five six miles an hour, right? Uh, you can't you cannot recreate that casting. I mean, I can't take a lure out and tune it. I, I can get it close by casting it off the shore and cranking as fast as I can, but it's not the same as going out in your boat, setting the speed at about five or six miles an hour and laying that baby in the water and pulling it forward. So now that bait's traveling seven or eight, nine, maybe that's where, that's where you want that bait to be traveling for, I mean, to, to make sure it's going to track straight. So that's for, how fast we can recreate. Yeah. For, for what it's worth, I think I did some math real quick. Um, if you move something 10 inches a second, and I have to recheck my math, but this this has been about a week or so. Ten inches a second works out to be about a half a mile an hour. So if you have a tranks that's doing about forty inches a crank, and if you're doing one crank a second, you're roughly going about two miles an hour. I'm gonna check my math on that. If I'm wrong, don't crucify me. But so, anyways, if you think that you can hammer hammer a bait in fast, I don't know anybody that can do two tranks cranks a second. Yeah. And, and and keep it sustained for a cast, which would put you at four miles an hour. Okay, mm-hmm. so I've just put that out there. I'd probably say average retrieve yeah. is under two miles an hour. Okay, go ahead, Todd. Mm-hmm. So and now we're talking about a fish. You can look all this stuff up. I've read read many different 
articles on this and where they've clocked these fish. Strike versus speed, just the, the initial striker and muskie. The lowest end I've seen is 35 miles an hour. That people can agree that, okay, they can go 35. I've seen it all the way up to 60 and 70 is what they figure a muskie can burst of speed with. That's crazy. I mean, that's really I'm not insane. sure. I'm not and, sure I can believe 70, but go ahead. No, no. But let's take the low end, 35, which I believe totally, you know. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've seen these fish in clear water. You're casting, you're looking. Before you can say anything, before you can register it in your head, I've seen the fish travel across, you know, come from the bow of the boat, hit the bait, and it's already going the other way. And you're just saying there's one. And that fish just covered... I mean, th- th- these these fish can strike as fast as we're running wide open. So with with, with the baits we're using, we're, we're not even coming close to challenging these fish. Now, do they miss in real life? They probably sometimes are chasing some perch and they don't succeed. But those little perch are darting and zipping around more more so than we can make those lures do. To me, I mean, I look at it as how often do you miss your mouth while you're eating? Yeah. You can do it with your eyes shut, right? <laughs> yeah. That's about how simple it would be for one of these muskies to grab one of our baits. Right. If we're going two, three, four, five miles an hour, let's take the simple lowest end of any of the stuff that I've read at 35. We are not even, it is like us taking a slow reach out to grab a Dorito off the, out of the bag with our eyes shut and putting it in our mouth. That's as fast as we can recreate with our bait. So I, I just don't feel, I mean, I, and I also say, you know, I say don't miss. I think it's known that very few of the fish that we catch are actually feeding. Most of these fish are, are striking out of reaction strikes or, you know, they're, they're, they're playing. Any fish, when you're casting, you're casting. If you see that fish come up behind a bait, can you make them hit? Absolutely. You know, you give it a little twitch, pop, pop, you can make them hit. That fish did not want the bait. It's interested. It's looking. You know, maybe it's getting ready to feed. Maybe it's just got done pretty much feeding, but it's still, you know, there, there's some interest there. But... If it wanted it, it would already have had it if it was really feeding. And you do catch fish like that, too. You know, you can also look look all this stuff up online. You know, some of these, the real big muskies, <coughs> you know, they're, they're, they're feeding. I've read where, you know, the, the studies are showing that, you know, a big fish will feed maybe once a week, gorge itself. And you're talking a 10-minute window. And you, you can you can you you can hit that window if if it's feed time, but you're saying that, and and that's not to say that okay you got this big fish in the water, it's not going to eat because it's not gorge time. You could still trick that thing into. You and, can still trigger yeah, strikes. Yeah, you can any still any strike. any following fish, a figure eight fish, that fish is. I mean, it, it's easy to say when I'm doing it, I'll do it. Oh, come on, eat eat it, eat it, eat it, and you're figure eight. That fish really doesn't want it. It is playing a game of bite or whatever they, <laughs> whatever game you want to call it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If it wanted it, it would just eat it. It can kick its tail and go at least 10 times faster than you can move the bait. So if it really wants it, it's going to get it. So, uh, yeah. Have, 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 I'm, I'm sure there's guys out there. I mean, I've seen this many, many, many times when I'm. I'm throwing that jerk bait, boom, and I'll see this flash. I'll see the fish come up and bam, slam right into my bait. Bam, slam into the bait, take off, and you, you even get a little pole bend. You get the hook, and I'll turn and look and say, that fish never opened its mouth. <laughs> they, they, they'll, they'll just no, they'll, they'll, they'll just slam right into it. I mean, I'm sure there's people who have had to see it. I've seen it a hundred times. That fish is playing a game. Did it miss? No, it never opened its mouth. You know what I mean? And it, it, it you know... So much of our fishing, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, every, I think everybody agrees w- w- with that fact that, you know, most of these fish aren't feeding. All these, the, the trolling videos they have where they show fish, it swims up to the bait, it looks at it, fades back. Then it comes up and swims beside it, fades back. And then it just grabs it. I mean, you, 
you got the thing to trigger, you know, it, you triggered it into biting. But you see how fast they show up in some of these trolling videos. Like there's a bait going and you see this, whoo, the fish is right there and then it's gone. Boom, comes up again. It doesn't, it really doesn't want the bait. It, it's not even a, I don't think it's even the least bit of a challenge for them to grab what we're throwing. Mm-hmm. And their, their pinpoint accuracy, I really feel that they don't miss baits. We miss fish. Now, when people say missing, I say all the time we miss them. You know, guys, you know, we'll have guys out, you know, casting or whatever. Or we're, you know, when Vance and I are fishing, it's like, yeah, we got three and had four. You know, we, we, we missed four. Mm-hmm. If your pole bends and you feel something, the fish hit the bait, correct? Right. I guess that's going to get down to... And I've, I've talked at length with another person. I'm not going to mention names, but they should know how the basic definition of words, I can pretty much talk myself out of anything off the hard definition of a word. So mm-hmm. like what, like when Todd was talking about like that trolling video and stuff like that, what constitutes a miss? Does, does the fact that the fish bumps the bait, if he was aiming to hit the bait, and he just hit, bumps it with its nose. I mean, isn't that mission accomplished? Or does it have to actually open its mouth and get teeth in it? Or if at that point, do you have to put it in the net? So it, to me, it's almost like to count a miss, it, it's more of the human error of I had a missed opportunity to get this fish in the boat or in a net yeah, or whatever. Because there's there's what degree did they miss? Did the fish miss the hooks? Did the fish not hit the bait? It's tough to feel a fish that doesn't actually make contact with the bait. Yeah, I'm. But you know they're they're uh, you know the miss is now if the fish didn't open its mouth and just charge right into it, bam slams into her, smacks it with its head. I mean. I, I don't call that a miss. You know, I mean, you, you, you can call it that, like you said, you missed an opportunity, but the fish didn't miss it. Paul Paul brought up the one about, uh, you know, throwing a, a spinner bait. Well, you can only reel them things so fast. I can't comprehend that a fish can come up and he's going to miss that spinner bait two or three times in the same cast and then grab it. I think it's playing a game because it's not a challenge. There, there's nothing to it. It could eat it. It, it can eat faster than we can blink an eye if it really wants it. You know what I mean? That's why I say I don't. I don't. I I never look at it as fish missing. Uh, but other people might think otherwise. I could. That's. I, I'm I'm thinking about how we uh, you know present baits and stuff. Um, trolling, fast troll, five six miles an hour, casting a bit slower than that. A lot of pauses you know, twitching it in, stuff like that, straight retrieving. Um, and then you, you know, all these baits are to mock something that looks like a fish in the water, a meal. Um, and you look at an actual fish, a forage fish, a perch, a walleye, some trout, stuff. A like minnow. A minnow, anything like that. Those things can naturally get out of the way fast. Uh, faster than we can do faster with our baits. Than, faster than what we can do with our baits. So uh, it, there's been times when I've seen, you know, you, you, you see little, you know, forage fish move. You see them jumping, getting out of the way of, you know, uh, you know. Whatever. Sw- whatever. I've seen them skipping across the water. I like jumping, the skipping minnows. Yeah, yeah, you know, back flipping, stuff like that. Sometimes when I'm, <clears throat> when I, uh, I'm casting a bait out and, you know, you get those it's coming into the boat and you just see minnows just mm-hmm. backflipping, trying to get out of the way. They think it's a predator, mm-hmm. you know, um, maybe, but so we're, we're trolling at, you know, five miles an hour on average, four or five miles an hour and reeling a little bit slower than that. Um, you would, you would think that the, what the baits we're using would be something like an easy meal for a fish. If it really, really wanted it, it could be like, I'm going to get that thing, you know, because it's, it's slow and it's not, we can't keep up with the speed of a perch dodging or a sunny dodging or a walleye dodging, stuff like that. No, a lot of the fish, 
you know, pro, you, you know, you see videos of fish eating and stuff, and they kind of just like get up and stare at it, and then all of a sudden the bait fish is gone. You've seen it in people's like tanks and stuff like that, mm-hmm. goldfish and muskie and and you know stuff like that. But um, I think we we present an easy meal for a fish that if we want to trigger a strike, you know. So you're just like really underhand and pitching it to them. There's no heat thrown. I really, yeah. I, I think that. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, and 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 you got to remember the baits are, are doing a lot of stuff that that's uh, you know triggering that lateral line. You know the vibrations off these big bucktails and stuff. You know, it, it it's hitting their sensory part of them. You know. Obviously, that thing's putting off more vibrations and, or, you know, the lures we're using, the big jointed lures and, uh, you know, stuff with rattles in them. Fish don't have rattles in them, you know. <laughs> yeah. They're, the, the bait fish are stealthy. They're just cruising, you know, they're, they're just cruising around down there. It's got to be mostly vision on that. So we're trying to trigger on all that stuff, which makes it a whole nother game. I mean, I think it's easier to get the fish to hit baits. Uh, a lot of times, and if you were just sitting there with a bunch of minnows out or chubs or something, you know what I mean? Most of the time, I think we you can trigger more strikes by using the lures because it's hitting on all that sensory stuff. But I still, I mean, they're just, uh, I, I, was, I was fishing with a good friend a couple of years ago, and, you know, the fish, he had a fish come, and go, oh, here comes one nice one, you know, and he turned it on a figure eight, he did it, and the fish opened its mouth, and and it, you know, he did it again and fish opened his mouth and it turned and went down. He said, man, he really wanted that. And I was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> if he wanted it, he'd have had it. He, he he would have eaten it before you. I mean, you almost triggered him into biting, but he didn't want it. <laughs> you think you could pull it away from him? You can't, you know. Well, I, <clears throat> I'm going to challenge you on that one. When I pick it straight out of the water, I pulled it away from him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you lift it straight out of the water, yeah, <laughs> they come charging right in, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that it's just that, yeah, that's just my, you know, that's my, you know, and all the years and the stuff I've read and stuff like it's, it's just like well, the experience, it, man, this isn't a challenge, you know, it's not a challenge. Any to me, like I said, any fish you see, if you see it before it hits a fall or you see it coming or here comes something, boom, that fish might still hit or you see it. You know, you see a little bit of a flash coming, and you say, well, I think I saw something. Boom, boom. You jerk it a couple more times. Bam, and he grabs it. Did you trigger the strike? Strike? Absolutely. You triggered, you know, you. we triggered that fish to strike. But the fact that you saw it before, it was nothing more than that fish was reacting. He was not really hungry because he was not going to miss that bait. Mm-hmm. That's my. That's just the way I look at it. I mean, what do you guys, what do you think, Andy? Do you, understand, you, you see where I'm coming from? I, I, I absolutely, and I, I'm a you know, numbers kind of guy that's, that's very, you know, I, I, I tend to just go everything off of stuff that I can, I can prove. And, you know, some of the, some of the stuff you brought up and I, I, I was writing some notes down here, so I wouldn't forget would be, you know, just, just to kind of hit the points home again is, you know, if the fish can burst up to 35 miles an hour, your casting bait at two miles an hour is, I guess, like, shooting a sitting bird versus a wood duck flying through the you know the yeah the woods and you're trying to shoot it flying mm-hmm. you know so it's it would be it'd be really hard i mean you just some of the examples you brought up it'd be really hard to just say yeah that fish is going to hit this thing nine you know a hundred times out of a hundred and you know i guess Without even knowing, you, you can easily make excuses for the fish as well. You're like, yeah, that, that fish came up and then did not hit that bait, but it, it could have also said, hey, I like this thing over here more. It went out of sight and just hammered a perch yeah. or whatever. Yep. Or like what you said in, in previous podcasts, there's there's perch all the time around the baits. You know, I'm sure everyone has seen it. They're working a bait through weeds, and there's just a one, two, fifty perch coming in with it fish comes in open its mouth eats some perch goes down it doesn't care which one it was getting it just was getting no. something and i've seen that happen too you know you're, you're bringing it in because like you said like you know up in canada where we're fishing early season chautauqua i mean it's it's clear water and i've seen that where i've been jerking and i've seen that school perch and i see the muskie just come up and bam right behind the bait it'd be easy to think 
wow, he missed my bait. But I know what he did. He grabbed the perch that was right behind my bait. It didn't care. Like you said, I had a perch-colored lure on, and there's eight perch behind my bait. Uh, he got he got, he got got something. I mean, how many guys, I mean, if you've done much casting at all, you've had, to, you've had to have had this happen. I mean, some of these fish are real slow, lethargic coming up, and you get them to bite. Uh, how many times have you been casting, and you're, you're like, boom, boom, you're right at that last. For us, it's usually on that pause on the raptor, bam, bam. I let it pause there and just that quick, as quick as I can blink my eye. I see a fish, boom, zoom in there, look at that bait and take off. And you can turn and say to your buddy, dude, that was a nice fish. You should have seen that thing. I but have- I mean, I, you saw it for a millisecond, but you saw it. If that fish wanted to bait, it would have ate it. That <laughs> they happened. could have came back and ate it, you know? <laughs> That happened, you know, I was talking to Andy on the phone that one day when we were, uh, I don't know, I was just fishing. I was going for like a grand slam. I'd caught like every species. Well, three. I, I like a small. <laughs> well, three. Three. Of every. Like, yeah. You know, like like game fish on Chautauqua. Okay. Grass, yeah. Walleye, muskie, and uh, a smallmouth. Okay. And I was going for, I think I was trying to like foul hook a perch at that point or trying to get one of these gars over in the spot, something like that. But I was, I was casting and man, that thing, I, it, it startled me. Remember I screamed on the phone. I was yeah. just like, wow. Because <laughs> <laughs> the thing came up and just like put its nose right there and then it was gone. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the heck was that? That was crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't say it missed it. It didn't miss it. It just didn't. I would have hung up the phone if you would have said missed it. Mm-mm. <laughs> you you know, would have heard dial tone. There's a... <laughs> yeah. I I think it's a lot of the misses come from hu- human error. I miss a ton of fish. Sets. Boom. I feel something. <laughs> you know, I set that hook and I'm just like, dang it. I missed it. Something like that. Who knows what happens under that? Uh, yeah. I guess... Those fish can also come and bite and hit that bait. I mean, they can hit the bait fast enough that they can open their mouth, probably partially close their mouth, feel the hook, feel, I mean, we're using like wood and plastic and metal and there's hooks, you know what I mean? There, There is that chance that, you know, they can, in the middle of that bite down, pull back <laughs> and get the heck out of Dodge because it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. You know. They could, maybe. How many times have you guys been eating, say, like a hamburger or something, and it takes you half of a chew to hit a bone and stop your jaw and be like, I've done this a million times. That didn't feel right, and it was instant. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, I mean. Eating a fish, hitting a bone, something like that. Yeah, I was thinking of just an easy one with, like, ground beef or something that might have a chip of a bone in Mm -hmm. it. Or, like... You're eating eggs, and there's a little thing of eggshell. It's not like you keep gnawing on. Oh, I wonder what this thing is. It's stop, get it out of there. Funny eating story. This one time, I had uh, we were celebrating. We went out. I always am like hesitant to buy fish at a restaurant just because you know I go out and I catch fish and eat them myself. You're you know? a man. That's I'm why. a man. That really <laughs> is not the reason. But I always question. We're getting fish. The oceans like. A million miles away from here who knows how fresh this really is it that, probably that, rode for like three weeks on a boxcar yeah absolutely disgusting and um well, we got fish the one time there were it was it was 90 percent bones in 10 percent whatever <laughs> slime yeah it was disgusting i was like there's bones everywhere in this and they were like it's because it's very fresh and i was like oh my god so, so, the ex- so the excuse for poor filleting <laughs> is the freshness of it. Yeah, you have to l- you have to let this thing sit for a while. The bones disintegrate. T- t- yeah, they turn into well, they, like they, gelatin. They, they took it back. I was like, "There's bones everywhere." I, I had them all over the plate. I was like, "Here's the entire skeletal system yeah, of, yeah. of this <laughs> of this like uh, what was it? It was a white fish." And you could say you could reconstruct this fish right yeah. here. I was like, here put it, it is in the right museum. Here. Yeah, uh, and uh, the waitress brought it back. They were like, yeah, the cook said it. it's just very fresh. And I was Did just you like, say you're very stupid. I was like, I was like, 
this is a mess. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm not paying for this. <laughs> and th- and they, they took it off the bill, but, you know, everybody watch out for fresh fish out there. They're extremely bony. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, those walleye we catch that, you know, and we fillet them. I, I don't know how we, we get rid of them bones so quickly. I know. We have to let them become unfresh, apparently, according to their uh, logic. Unfresh fish, no bones. Fresh fish. Lots of bones. Yeah. Take mayonnaise, spread it on the fillet, sit it in the sun. It'll become unfresh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, look, w- w- dumbing it down, a miss would be something that I'm looking at my lure and the fish comes in and opens its mouth and completely goes to the right or the left of it and chomps down. And that would it, be a miss. Its face gets red with embarrassment yeah. and then it hides. Yeah. And. Mm-hmm. And we shame the fish, but that's never happened to me. Right. Yeah, I just don't think, you know, could it have, could it feel something? Could it pull back the last second? Yeah, I guess it could. I you know, the, the, the other thing you got to remember when you look at that, and, and when you look at some of the videos that I've watched of, uh, you know, the trolling videos, if you watch the fish come, opens its mouth, when it, when, when it grabs the bait, usually... I mean, as soon as it hits, as soon as that mouth starts closing on a bait, you see that head start shaking. Like, it it never really shuts its mouth. Mm-hmm. Now we see the way they eat those rubber baits, and there's no doubt there's a difference there. You know, when it when they close their mouth on them, I think they just go whoop. It feels right. Oh yeah, because they're they're inhaled. It's it's yeah. I mean, they're just inhaled. They're 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 like, and it it it's it's rubber. It probably feels flushy to them. They eat them a lot differently than they do of crankbaits. I mean, the hookups with that rubber are, you know, I've had many, 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 many hookups there that I've never had anything like that with the thousands that we've caught on crankbaits. And, you know, it's got to be the feel of that lure, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just stuff to think about. It's, it's something, this is the stuff I, you know, this is stuff I think about. It's not that everybody has to agree with everything, but I think... I think it's not. It's fun to throw stuff out here that get guys thinking. And uh, I personally don't see it. I don't see a fish like chasing a bucktail that's going one mile an hour and swiping at it three or four times and reel in. And I can't sit there and say, "Gosh, that fish was terrible. He couldn't. He, he couldn't catch it." That fish is going to starve. <laughs> I just don't feel that way. I look at it as he was playing. He was playing a game, cat and mouse. Yeah, so I yeah. guess, I, I guess I, I'll try to sum this thing up right now. Well, can I say that just with no. the <laughs> maybe with this new technology of all this f- footage, we'll, we'll find out something different. Uh, these are all experiences that we're having, you know, uh, when we're on on through days on the water over years and years. But you know, this more of this footage crap. You know, maybe there will be someday uh, a video of something that I was talking about the baits right there and the fish comes up and chomps down and completely misses. Right. Yeah. So I guess to kind of wrap this up, I I, I think that it's just real easy to say the fish missed it because everything that in my life I've noticed, like I said before, painting is easy until you know how, and that kind of leads into there's nothing that is everything in this world is complicated and it's real easy to use the blanket statement that the fish missed, but there could be a whole host of reasons why you don't have that fish in the net. It's just real easy to say the fish missed it. We're not going to sit here and go on a crusade saying we got to ban this from the language or anything like that. Oh yeah. 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 It is merely a talking point and you know, some of those fish, you know, you got to think of what the definition of miss is. If you have the, if you have video of a crankbait or whatever going along and the fish comes up and hits it, but it doesn't get a hook in its mouth and goes, you then need to think, well, if you really fooled that fish and that was a nice soft sided trout, that little trout would be screaming in pain because it would have had a tooth in it. Mm-hmm. You know, is he after to inhale it? Is he after to whatever? So, you know, at that, I probably, I'm going to go on record. I'm probably in the future going to say at one point or another, knee-jerk thing, 
the fish missed it. If if oh, I yeah. don't say it out loud, I'm gonna probably say it in my head. But that's just the explanation of what what Todd was meaning. I think a mm-hmm. little more in depth. If anyone yeah. still listening after an hour and five of this, <laughs> yeah, it's been yeah. thirty five minutes of this topic. It's a good. Yeah, topic. And, and 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 there's one other thing. You know, like when when we're pan fishing and stuff uh, up in Canada, when we used to go perching first thing in the morning, you know, we would catch perch all the time that are just like chomped. You know, big gouges out of them. We, we, I caught a nice big walleye uh, last season that was like that. You, we, we caught a big largemouth last year that was hit. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people would look look at that and say, wow, that perch got, wow, that perch was lucky. He got away. But once again, I think that these are the, I think that perch made the wrong move in front of that fish. It didn't want to eat it. It bit it. And it, that's all it had intentions of doing. There's no way it could escape from that mouth. <laughs> no way. So you're telling me with these big, sharp spikes that are holding it in place, <laughs> no it can it wiggle its tail hard enough yeah. to overcome yeah. it? And- yeah. And at that point, for a moment, it'd be stunned there. You know, you could get it. But, you know, the muskies are down there biting stuff like that all the time that <laughs> uh, they're not eating. That's all they have to do. Yeah. Perfect. I think on that note, we'll wrap this one up. Yeah. Very good. All right. Uh, big thanks to Boshad. Boshad.com. Check out the new store, Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo. They have an online store. They have a nice Facebook page. They have a large inventory of Boshads. You can buy them on the store. You can also buy them at Boshad.com. Um, also, Boshads on Instagram and Facebook. Big thanks to Wiley Lures, MuskyThrills.com, Jackson Lure. Check them out. You might need to be searching eBay and Musky Flea Market and stuff. Legendary baits. Fatty Z Musky products. FattyZMusky.com and on Facebook. You're listening to the podcast. Obviously, if you're this far along, you know it. And Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, MCFishingGuides.com. Vance and Todd, look them up if you're out east, if you're out to the west of us. And if you're to the east of us, look west, if that makes sense. And... Uh, <laughs> Do it now. Exactly what he just said. <laughs> Call now. He'll throw in a free sham. Wow. Double your order. A free um, hat. Yeah. There free you hat. go. And St. Croix Rods, best on earth. And thanks. Uh, and if you're out there fishing, it's that time of year. Good luck. <laughs>